0: are you hiring as well as you could be? In today's video or podcast, wherever you're watching or listening to this, um, you're gonna get three tips on making sure that you hire really well. And I'm gonna explain why that's so important, possibly the most important thing um, in teams and organizations. Hey, I'm John White. Welcome to Leadership Question of the Day podcast. Thank you for joining me. And I just wanna say I appreciate Um, You subscribing, following, liking, sharing. If you haven't done that, please do that now. Tick that button. That helps us to get the word out when you subscribe. It also, um, it keeps you in the loop, but it also helps us to get the word out to more uh, people and help them become the best leaders they can be. So today's question is about whether you're hiring as well as you could be. And, um, you know, I remember when I started coaching leaders and and I was interested going, wow, I wonder what's going to happen when I coach leaders and finally get to really sit across the table from leader after leader after leader, and and and, uh, and over the phone and coaching leaders, what what are they going to be saying? And you know, there's there's always a lot of different things, right? Different contexts, different challenges at different times, things like COVID. Uh, but I have to admit, I was I've been really shocked um, at the amount of conversations I've had and continue to have that are just all about difficult people. It's why I wrote my book step up or step out how to deal with difficult people even if you hate conflict and the whole point of writing that book is I reckon 50% of my conversations people were bringing up I just don't know what to do about this person and so this kept happening time and time again and you know I am always happy to give the best advice I can but the other day I was standing in a room with a team and we were having a chat about this very thing we were doing a session on Um, you know, how to do conflict well and how to deal well with people, particularly when they're difficult people. And they asked me, you know, a bunch of questions and I could tell they were really just wanting to get to the root of it. And so I I said, hey guys, I'm gonna be blunt. I'm gonna be blunt. If you want to avoid these issues moving forward, we can talk about this all day, but the number one thing you can do is stop hiring difficult people. Because when you hire a difficult person, which is really a person who has unrealistic expectations. You're setting yourself up for a challenging time, no matter how well you manage it. Everything you do is uphill. It's like trying to run a marathon uphill. It's possible, but it takes your legs out. It's so challenging. And I was just standing there and just, you know, I I love working with teams that can handle that bluntness. And I, I said to them, you've got to stop hiring difficult people. It's the biggest thing you can do. Hire better than you already are. There must be more you can do. There must be more you can do to make sure you're hiring people who have the humility and teachability, they have realistic expectations, uh, who have emotional intelligence, so they're not just stomping all over all of your stakeholders. And the room was silent, but then people started nodding and I could see that it, it it was getting through. This is so important. And so I want to give you three tips because if you can nail this and hire as well as you as well as you can, it makes everything else in business, in not-for-profits, it makes everything else organizationally so much easier when you when you hire people who are less difficult to work with. So the first tip I want to give you is all about the ideal team player. If you're gonna go and read a book. Well, I did I did mention my book, which I would uh, I would recommend, but I'm slightly biased. Patrick Lencioni has a wonderful book called The Ideal Team Player that is one of my favorite books, and he's he's definitely my favorite leadership author. The Ideal Team Player goes through the three traits that make someone a great team player, and in my experience, difficult people aren't good team players. There's a there's a direct correlation, and as a result, if you can search for people who will be great team players you're much more likely to hire better and to avoid hiring people who will end up being really challenging to manage the ideal team player humble hungry people smart or emotionally intelligent they're the three traits but read the book and use those in your hiring Uh, the second the second tip that i'd give you when it comes to hiring as well as you can you know are you hiring as well as you could be is to use a panel a lot of people when they're hiring just do one-on-one interviews. And I think you lose a lot of perspective and you you lose a lot of information when you do it that way because sometimes we have blind spots as leaders and so if it's just us chatting to them, we can miss something. There's a few simple ways you can use a panel. Yes, the panel in the room, but you can use a panel creatively. First one is who's making the first contact? Maybe you're in a small business and it's you, but maybe you have an executive assistant or you have a HR manager, uh, or you have someone who's managing HR as part of their role. Give them the task of talking to the candidates and giving you a gut feel. You're not not gonna base your whole decision on what they say, but find out, particularly when you're thinking about humility, which is one of those three traits in the ideal team player, find out how they treated the person. One of the best warning signs, that someone's going to be really challenging to work with is that they're lovely to you, they're fantastic to you, but they're dismissive and um, not necessarily rude. If they're out and out rude, then (laughs) that is a massive red flag if they're really rude to your executive assistant or to your person who's involved in the HR process. But if they're just a little bit dismissive and uh, they don't really lean into that person, not very warm to that person at all, take note of that because that's what they're gonna be like to work with for other people and for your other stakeholders. And so that's one way you can do it. And then the other way is to literally have a panel in the room and find different people. Don't get the mini me versions of yourself in the room. Look around you, who on your team is really different? Like you wanna pick people who have the values of your organization and are quite emotionally intelligent people ideally, but you also wanna pick people who are really different. To you, so that both of you, ideally three is great. I think three gives you three different perspectives. I tend to get a little nerdy about this and actually look at the Enneagram, DISC profiles, StrengthsFinder, and try to put different people on the panel who are who are a spread of of uh, those different personality profiles. Myers Briggs, if you use that. So. With the Enneagram, I'm a 1 with a 9 wing, so when I've done this before, I've really sought out uh, to find people, like I had someone who was an 8 with a 7 wing, and I had someone else who was a a 3 with a 4 wing, and I knew that those, if you don't know anything about the Enneagram, that probably doesn't mean anything to you, but they're just different different types of uh, effectively personalities based on the Enneagram, which is a profiling system. And by looking for those different types of people, it just meant that when we got in the room and we had a panel, I knew they were gonna bring a different angle just because of how they're wired. Uh, But also, disc is great, so you've got D-I-S-C, so I'm an S-C, so it's great for me to always think about how can I get an I or a D in the room because that's not a perspective I have in terms of decision making and approach and there's things that I won't even notice that will drive them insane there's things that might drive me insane that they that when we have a discussion afterwards they go really oh I didn't think that was that bad and so when you have a panel also finish your hiring conversations whether it's over zoom whether whether you're doing phone calls whether you're having a face-to-face meeting with a panel finish your conversations with uh, you know, with a, with a, finish those interviews with a conversation with your panel about what everyone thought. That's a great way to just have a quick debrief. What do we think? What's, and, and just go for gut feeling. What was your gut feeling? Because someone will say, I can't put my finger on it, but there just wasn't something right. And that brings me to my third tip, which is which is about opportunities for gut feeling. You've got to give yourself opportunities to get a gut feeling about someone. And there's intentionality required in that. You can't just jump in there uh, into one interview and, re- and, and rely on that. My recommendation would be to, to do as many things as you can to give you and others a chance to get a gut feeling about the person that you're looking at hiring. So there's really creative ways you can do that. One of my favorites um, that I've come across, wasn't my idea, There's a guy who does a lot of this sort of work around human resources who works with Arrow Leadership Australia I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but I just want to honor him for this process because I think it's really genius Uh, Is to have five-minute conversations over the phone just a five-minute conversation The beauty of that is you're keeping it really short and you the whole goal is just to find out a little bit about them That's what you're talking to them about, but really you're getting a vibe. You're getting a gut feeling and Most of the time, it'll be, yep, yep, yep. But every now and then, you'll have someone where that quick phone call saves you a lot of wasted time because you just go, oh, there's something just not at all sitting right, or they just... And so you go into it looking for that gut feeling. As I mentioned before, you give people around you the permission to say, I want you to tell me what your gut feeling is, okay? And you just look for green lights. Yep, yep, green lights, green lights. And you pay attention to red flags. When someone in your team goes... Oh, I don't know. Pay attention because sometimes they're just, there's something that's grading on them that you need to overlook, but a lot of the time there's something really good there. So you've got to give yourself opportunities for gut feeling so that you can rule people out. Too often we zoom in on the skill set. Oh, they'll be able to smash this job out of the park. And who are the people that drive you insane in your work? Who are the people that prove to be the most difficult people ever to manage? It's got nothing to do with those who didn't quite have the experience or skill set. It's got everything to do with a lack of teachability, a lack of emotional intelligence, uh, arrogance and pride. Those are the things that make people an absolute nightmare to work with. So why don't we focus more on those at the start? They're the three tips I wanna give you uh, and leave with you and I really hope you can go and take your hiring, whether you're in a multinational company with 10,000 staff or if you're a small business and you're looking at hiring your very first person to come on and work with you hire as well as you can and if you can hire if you can answer that question are you hiring as well as you could be if you can go yeah i am i promise you this is this is the game changer for organizations and teams do this process exceptionally well and everything else gets easier there's obviously everything else you still got to do but oh boy it is easier when you get this right so this has helped you to get clear on anything in your leadership, just comment with the word clarity and wherever you're watching or listening. And I wanna thank you again for for subscribing, following, liking, sharing. If you haven't already done that, please do that right now, tick the box. It helps us to get the word out to help more leaders become the very best they can be and it keeps you in the loop with all of our content. We've uh, such as our seven questions on leadership, which 1,400 leaders around the world have completed. And it's free, it's up on the website, consultclarity.org. You can go and literally just immerse yourself on our website in all these amazing interviews with leaders from around the world, all different sectors, all different roles. That's the sort of content we, we wanna bring to help leaders to become the very best they can be to invest in you. So thank you for hanging out, I always appreciate it. I don't take it lightly, your time is valuable. And I can't wait to hang out next time. Cheers.